Welcome to the Banega Swasth India podcast. Our focus is one health, one planet, one future. Our aim is health for all and leaving no one behind because Swasth Bharat is Sampan Bharat. Of late, India has been seeing an uptick in daily COVID-19 cases. More than 20,000 cases are being reported every day. Amid this, a new sublineage that is being called the BA 2.75 has been reported from India and then from about 10 other countries. The World Health Organization is tracking the emergence of the new sublineage. I'm Ambika Singh Kama and today we have with us Dr. Sandeep Buddhi Raja, Group Medical Director, Max Healthcare to get answers of all the questions around rising COVID-19 cases, new sublineage and the vaccines. Thank you so much Dr. Buddhi Raja for joining us today. To begin with, how concerning is the recent uptick in cases in India? So I don't think it's a uh, issue to be worried or concerned about. What we need to understand is the nature of this virus, uh, coronavirus and how it is going to behave. We've been seeing a lot of mutations happening over the last 2 years. So one needs to understand that these mutations are a way for the virus to survive and the virus will keep mutating. the only good part we are seeing is that in spite of these mutations happening uh the disease severity has significantly gone down so we are now seeing much less number of people requiring hospitalizations extremely few people who will get very sick and deaths have become very very uh, uncommon few uh, cases only and most of the people are actually having a very mild disease even many times asymptomatic disease or uh, something which can be fairly well with a reasonable uh, sort of sense of security be managed at home so i think yes you are right the numbers are going up but that's how it, and you see this trend world over uh, the numbers go up they come down they go up come down and each time they go up corresponds with a new variant or a new uh, sub lineage being reported from different parts of the world so that's exactly what we are seeing but uh, one needs to adopt caution one needs to understand that the pandemic is not yet over but i would not say that there is any reason to get concerned about you said the mutations are a way for the virus to survive and the virus will keep mutating there are reports of the emergence of the new sub lineage ba2.75 from india and 10 other countries how much do we know about it so yes uh, it is early days uh, but we do know that uh, ba.2.75 uh, uh, has been first reported from india and now is increasingly been reported from world over and 10 countries at least have officially have reported it i'm sure it is much more uh, rampant than what is being reported uh, elsewhere in the world especially when we talk about europe and us it is ba.5 and to some extent ba.4 uh, which is the predominant uh, variant now uh, but the way things are going it is likely i'm not saying that it's going to happen it is likely that ba2. Uh, ba.2.75 may actually replace uh ba.5 uh going forward uh but the good news is that all these variants we are talking about whether that's .4.5 or 2.75 all these do not so far have not been reported to cause severe illness that's point number 1 point number 2 what is common between all these is that these variants are more transmissible and that's the reason why they replace the previous variant or a previous uh, previous mutant in january if you remember omicron replaced delta and omicron it was ba.1 and ba.2 so 
as more mutations make the virus more transmissible, that means more infectious, they spread more easily from patient to patient, it replaces. So that's what we are seeing with the present BA.2.75, that it is more infectious, more easily transmissible. And the other common features between these mutants or these variants or sublineages is that they have mutations in areas of receptor binding domain of the spike protein of the virus. Now, this is that critical protein of the virus through which it attaches to the human cell. Any mutations in this part of the virus are very critical because this is what decides uh, how invasive this virus will be into human cells and thereby it determines the severity. And number two, it also determines whether the previous vaccinations and the previous infections have given you some immunity against this new mutants or new sublineages or not. What we are seeing increasingly is that there is an immune escape phenomena. That means the recent mutant viruses may not uh, be uh, giving, uh, the, the previous vaccinations and infections may not be giving you enough protection against these present mutants. So that means you may get reinfected. So a person, imagine a person who has had two vaccines of COVID and has taken a booster shot. He is at the same risk of getting these infections as a person maybe who's not vaccinated. Similarly, if a person has had infection of COVID in past and has developed protective antibodies, still he's at risk of getting the infections. But does that mean that vaccinations are not effective? No, it is not true. Vaccinations may not prevent you from getting an infection by a new mutant strain, but clearly reduce the severity of your infection. So that to that extent, vaccinations and previous infections give you enough immunity to protect you from getting a severe disease. So if at all you get an infection, you'll get a mild disease. And coming specifically to your question on BA.2.75, yes, it is increasingly being reported from India. Uh, there are reports of cases even in Delhi. So in Delhi, if you ask me presently, probably there's a mix of various uh, lineages or uh, sublineages or variants going on, predominant being probably BA.5, to some extent BA.2, BA.2 may be actually in numbers, maybe much more than BA.5. And in that BA.2, probably this 0.75 lineage is more getting uh, report, uh, uh, frequently reported. So yes, it is a very dynamic, evolving area, too early to comment on it. But uh, the way things are going, it seems that in coming few weeks, uh, BA.2.75 uh, would probably become the dominant uh, sub-lineage. But again, the good news is so far we have not seen uh, serious or severe cases uh, being reported. Uh, from Delhi and other big cities in the country. So that means the present mutants are probably going to cause only a mild disease. But yes, uh, we do see this immune escape phenomena. Uh, uh, so one has to uh, adopt all precautions, even if you are fully vaccinated. What kind of strategy change should India adopt in light of new sublineage? Like Italy has started administrating a second COVID booster dose to people over 60. Should India also follow the suit? Also, India recently reduced the gap between the second dose and the booster dose. So answer to that, I don't think uh, I would agree with that. I don't think that uh, India is, is yet in a position or a situation where we should start recommending second booster. The priority right now is for people to complete the two basic shots of vaccination and then to take the first booster dose. And rightfully, the interval between the second dose and the booster dose having been reduced to six months is a very welcome decision. Uh, because we do see that with any vaccinations of COVID, whichever brand, whichever type, the immunity is short-lasting. And it starts to, the antibodies start to decline 
uh, within few months of taking vaccination. Now, remember, at the same time, I would say that decreasing antibody levels does not mean that you no longer remain protected. There's something called immune memory in the body which gets triggered if you are reinfected. But at the same time, yes, the antibodies do level do start going down after about four to six months. And that's the logic of uh, taking the third shot or the booster in our country, as it is called in six months time, many, you need to also remember that a lot of our population has already had natural infection. So a combination of vaccinations with a booster and a natural disease gives you what is called as a hybrid immunity. And this hybrid immunity is the strongest type of immunity. So I think for us in our country, the priority is uh, to keep our vulnerable population ensuring that they get booster doses. The people at higher risk uh, of getting a severe disease are given the booster. And most importantly, we keep understanding the dynamics of virus transmission, that it is still there in the community and it is spreading from people to people. We will no longer ever be in a stage of going into lockdowns, etc. So life, hopefully that way, will be back to what it used to be, but in a new way. Are vaccines still protecting us from all the variants of COVID? Why do we take vaccines? The reason for taking vaccine is to protect ourselves from getting a severe disease. We need to understand. So vaccines, present vaccines are not going to protect you from getting an infection with a new variant. Okay. So this is called breakthrough infection. That means a person who's vaccinated getting vaccine or getting infection. People who have had infection in past getting reinfected. So most of the people presently who are getting COVID are all vaccinated. So it's a breakthrough vaccination. So that means vaccination may not protect you from getting an infection, but what it clearly protects you is from getting a severe disease. So all you will land up is is with a mild fever for two, three days, some body aches, some tummy upset, some throat pain and cough and cold, and all these symptoms may resolve in just two, three, four days, um, and you then get back to your normal activity and normal living. So that's what these vaccines presently are supposed to do. And plus, there's something else to look forward to is the next gen, next generation vaccines. Right now, the COVID vaccines world over, the ones which we know of, are specifically against the earliest variants uh, of, of COVID. You know, the Wuhan, the Alpha, and the Delta. I'm sure, and the world is now actually evolving towards that. They are trying to come out with newer vaccines. And we should have those vaccines very uh, in very near, you know, near future, at least in uh, the Western world, where these vaccines will cater specifically against these newer mutants, newer strains. So hopefully you will now have vaccines which develop against BA.2, BA.4 and BA.5. And this is exactly the same story as what happens to the flu vaccine. All of us know that every year we take a flu vaccine uh, at the start of uh, winters or just after monsoon. And why these are annual vaccines and why we have to wait till that time? Because every year, the composition of these vaccine changes, depending upon what's the most prominent flu virus in that part of the hemisphere and that part of the continent. I think we are in for a similar situation as far as COVID vaccines are concerned. We are soon going to have uh, uh, vaccines which are going to keep get coming up every year, uh, which has a different combination and different strains, depending upon what's the main mutant or the lineage or sub-lineage which is prevalent. So once we reach that state, I think that we have the technology, world has that technology, that platform is very robust. Uh, so it is just in a matter of taking vaccinations as per the prevalent mutation. And, and I, I, this is not a prediction, but ultimately it may so happen that this becomes an annual vaccine, just like flu. Or maybe in flu vaccine itself, they start adding 
these uh, COVID and ultimately it becomes one vaccine. So the world is out on research, doing res extensive research on these vaccines. And I think we have something really to look forward to in terms of what science and technology has to offer. The virus seems to be a step ahead of us. How are we monitoring new variants and sublineages? Yes, I think that's a very vetted and a very important question because a lot of places we see the strategy of stop and start that, you know, we see a new uh, variant coming up. You suddenly ramp up your uh, strategy of uh, genomic sequencing and testing. And then we see the peak coming down or the numbers coming down. And then we forget the testing. We forget the genomic sequencing. I think that should not be the case. It is absolutely important for every country in the world to continue their genomic surveillance. Uh, uh, because these mutants and the lineages and sublineages can only be detected uh, when this is an ongoing process. And I think the most critical here is early and timely detection. So like in India, we were able to detect this new lineage. Similarly, there may be 10 other sublineages coming up in, in different parts of the world. So, and once we know that there is a new potential sublineage or lineage which has come up, a new mutant which has come up, which could have increased transmission, which could have immune, uh, increased immune escape, or more seriously, which could have more human invasion potential, uh, uh, thereby leading to a higher severity disease. So if you are able to detect that early, you can reduce the transmission because then you can restart the strategy of containment, local containment, rather than going into a national level containment. So early detection of mutations will prevent the transmission of the disease to larger areas and will effectively help in getting the vaccine made fast so that we can then protect the population in which the new variant has still not come in. So very, very important that we continue to do not only the testing for the COVID virus by either the rapid antigen test at home or the RT-PCR test, which is a gold standard, but at the same time, a small percentage, maybe 5% of what the, of the samples at the national uh, uh, reference laboratories to continue to do the genomic surveillance and release that data, not sit on that data, release that data to the public, to all the agencies so that one is updated and aware as to what is the prevalent variant or mutant in that particular area of the country. Test, track and treat is a strategy we have to continue following. Learning from the COVID-19 pandemic, what steps should India take to protect itself from future pandemics? I think this uh, pandemic has been a learning for the entire world, not only for India, but for us specific uh, points which we need to remember now for future, because as you rightly said, this is not the last pandemic, uh, is invest in people, manpower, infrastructure, resources, training. You know, the, the allocation for the healthcare budget needs to be up. The infrastructure, the new hospitals which are going to come up should be ready to handle any pandemic. It should not be a situation that, you know, you have a hospital, but you don't know how to handle the isolation or infected patients because that hospital does not have isolation wards. Similarly, you don't have enough doctors or trained nurses. Uh, uh, it is counterintuitive if you just have an infrastructure, but not manpower. And then at the same time, just having manpower and not having people who are updated and trained on infectious disease protocols is another problem. So regular ongoing trainings are very important. So we need to invest in all these things. We need to increase at the basic level, MBBS uh, seats for MBBS, then the ratio of MBBS to MD seats, postgraduate seats, that needs to be increased. Uh, so we really need to, and, and very big focus on public-private partnership. I think it is not just one 
uh, we can't just say that government is supposed to do this thing and the rest of the people have no responsibility. So I think the closer various uh, organizations, whether that's the government hospitals, medical colleges, private healthcare, NGOs, uh, GPs sitting in their clinic, all have to be a very integrated force. Lastly, any message you would like to give people to continue this fight against COVID-19? When you go, go in open uh, crowded places, when you're sitting in uh, small congested rooms, make sure that you are wearing masks, make sure that you have social distancing, which has maintained, wash your hands frequently, and at the same time, try not to be overcrowding a place unless until it is dire requirement of the, uh, there's a need to do so. So I think if we follow these basic principles, we will slow down the virus transmission. And uh, over the months or maybe years, as the immunity level of the entire population of the globe keeps getting better with these repeated vaccinations and re, uh, natural infections, overall, pandemic gradually will slide into a phase of an endemic uh, type of character. We have to prevent the spread of the novel coronavirus. And to do so, wear a mask, clean your hands, maintain a safe distance and get vaccinated. Thank you so much, Dr. Raja, for joining us today. That's it on the Banega Swast India podcast this week. If you have comments, queries or suggestions on the topic we discussed today or issues you would like us to cover in future, to write to us on BSI podcast at the rate ndtv.com. Remember, BSI stands for Banega Swast India. You can also connect with us on Banega Swast India handles on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and continue the conversation through the week. Till next week, this is Ambika Singh Kama signing off. Stay healthy. Stay safe.